to the second season of Pop Culture Elevator. You might get off on the wrong floor, but it'll still be the right one. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to follow the rabbit down some deeper holes, and we might just make it to Wonderland. That sounds like the adventure we're looking for. We will deep dive into some newer films, but also take a look at some of our older favorites. No movie is too big or too small for us to handle. And hey, we'll even have some time to talk about film news and our favorite celebrities. That's why we're the host of Pop Culture Elevator. Now let's, let's get, get this show on the road. And passengers, we'd love for you to message us. So if you'd like to, you can reach us at a few different places. Our email is popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is PCE Podcast. Instagram is at popcultureelevator. Facebook is facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. When Mark and I talk about pop culture, we have a hard time censoring ourselves. So there are spoilers. Some of these spoilers are many years old and some only a few days old. We just want you to know what you're getting into. So if you haven't seen the movie we were talking about, you might want to pause this and watch said film. This is your spoiler warning. Welcome to Pop Culture Elevator episode 20 from season two. Oh my gosh, yes, another great week. Thank you guys for tuning in to Pop Culture Elevator. It's awesome to have you back. We are going to be talking about the Netflix film, I Care A Lot. Yeah, it's uh, it's a sleeper. Like, don't sleep on this one. I, don't, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about it. Uh, I, I agree. And so uh, I'd like to hear more people talking about it. I guess one of my, Dustin told me that he didn't watch it because he had heard negative reviews. And I don't. Yes. Have you read the reviews? No, they I haven't were... at all. Actually, have not read any reviews on this movie. So, uh, sitting on the couch uh, with my wife, and uh, she's, you know, because I, I uh, you know, I, I like this movie. And, um, you know, that's why I was like, you got to check this out. And, uh, you know, I'm rewatching to refresh myself for today's episode, and she's going through the reviews. And they're mostly bad. And I'm not talking about like, oh, you know, it's not a great movie. I'm talking about like eviscerating reviews. Like, don't watch this movie. It makes no sense. Blah, blah, blah. And I I cannot disagree more with those reviews. And uh, we'll get into it. But uh, they are terrible. The reviews are terrible. And I, I don't, I don't know if it's some sort of gender bias or whatever but i this movie uh i think we're gonna unpack a lot today right so before we get into it do you know what is not terrible what our sponsors that's right today's episode and season two are brought to you by precise public adjusting give them a call at 817-992-5040 is your insurance giving you trouble with a property claim or loss Give Precise Public Adjusting a call. They will represent you and make sure your insurance takes care of you the way that they agreed to. Once again, that's Precise Public Adjusting at 817-992-5040. And make sure you let them know that Pop Culture Elevator sent you. Please do. Maybe if we get enough people calling Mike and saying Pop Culture Elevator sent you, they'll be he'll be like, oh, I got to pay them more than just whatever I paid them. <laughs> <laughs> I got to for season three now gonna pay for season three <laughs> keep us on the air longer i think we'd be on there even if he wasn't paying us it's true, true um so first off i love this uh this movie i care a lot is directed by this guy jay blakeson i look up jay blakeson 
Uh, he hasn't done much. He had a movie called The Fifth Wave that didn't do very good that uh, had, um, and my mind's going blank on the actress. She was in Tom and Jerry. She was the main girl. Um, uh-huh. uh, Chloe? Chloe Moritz Grace, Grace? Yeah. yeah. And it didn't do very well. It's about aliens. Uh, but um, the dude wrote The Descent the Part Descent 2. The Descent Part 2. I just saw that in my eyes. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Like, okay, cool. Cool. Like, that's I'm good with that. Like, if that's Heck, all yeah. you ever did, you wrote a really good sequel. He really did. Like, and that's, that's hard to do. That, oh, well, especially for The Descent, where uh, the ending is so ambiguous that you could have said, oh, she got stuck down there and she's down there forever, or oh, she right. made it out. And it also depends on if you count the unrated director's cut as the the canon or if you count the original theatrical cut as canon oh, i know um this is i know we're geeking out on this movie the but this is it's a it's a, it's a can of worms there an amazing and it's film. so interesting right right uh but anyway regardless one day we'll go and do the descent as a as a review because it is one of our favorite horror movies ever made how did we um, go through halloween without doing that well i i think we were trying to go for a theme like next uh, halloween yeah. we'll probably i think we were talking about this coming halloween being anthology films like oh true Street, and uh you know maybe like vhs and uh maybe tales from the hood or tales from the crypt the movie oh my gosh your eyes go bulging. You're like, oh, yeah. Tales from the Hood is good. Tales from the Hood is good. It's so amazing. I agree. I agree. That's why I was thinking anthology movies will do those. Anyway, um, <laughs> so let's get back. My eyes did get huge in there. They did. You're excited. You got excited. You're like, what's well, Halloween almost here? Is it almost Halloween? It, every day is Halloween uh, in my house. It, like, uh, we love horror movies. You know what? Lately, every day is Halloween in my house as well because my son, uh, we get on YouTube and the first thing is, baby skeleton and there's oh. this uh he loves these halloween uh videos and so we watch these it's like a ukrainian family that <laughs> does some weird like halloween stuff and then they got like these i don't know they got some weird youtube has some weird rabbit holes to go down for kids stuff well you're raising them right there <laughs> sure sure i hope he <laughs> he's gonna be like a hot topic kid yeah uh, just like well, this, i was a hot man. topic kid yeah, yeah exactly. exactly now i wasn't like hardcore goth i was more just like i'm gonna go in here and wear these goofy pop culture shirts <laughs> and stuff and like halloween there were moments we tried like we almost crossed the goth line yeah, a little close bit. To, i i did go through a phase where i wore all black and i had jinkos yeah exactly yeah oh. that was that was a very short phase uh, but yeah short-lived some jinkos some airwalks and uh and then of course just a black shirt, <laughs> corn or limp biscuit or something. Uh, Did, you or nine inch nails. Did you wear Heelys? I at never the time? wore Heelys. You remember? Just... Do you remember the time we went to the mall and I tried on some Heelys? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I okay. tried them on and I almost fell, and uh, I was like, "Nah, dude, I'm good. These aren't for me." <laughs> That was uh, uh, Grapevine Mills back in yeah, uh, it was. the heyday when it had an skate park there. I did really want a pair of soaps. Ooh, yeah. But my parents would not let me get a pair of soaps. They were like, "You're gonna break your neck." Mm-hmm. Like you bought me rollerblades. I'm gonna go take out the middle wheels and go grind with these. Yeah, yeah it's the same. Well, maybe rollerblades are a little more dangerous because you, you know they actually have wheels. Like, how do I yeah, stop were, on these? You were these... right. Like the the soaps, you would grind with the arch of your foot, right? Yeah, it was just it was it had the it had the grind plate on the arch of the foot, and you uh, it came with a bar of wax, and you could wax the uh the the curb or whatever you were going to grind and then you do that uh, i i remember this movie 
I think it was actually called Grind, and it was like about, yeah, and, and oh, it was like a skate movie. movie. Yep. And the in the beginning of the movie, the kid has heel or uh, soaps, and he's just <laughs> he keeps running up and grinding on the on the steps, and he keeps going back and forth, grinding back and forth. Wow, we've gone far. Anyway, yeah. on to Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike is uh, one of. I look back at her at her uh, IMDb and I was like, man, I, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of Rosamund Pike movies, but the ones I have seen are like some of my favorites, like Gone Girl. Yep, that movie blows me away. I love Gone Girl, and I know there's oh, some. Of course, I know there's some people who are like, whatever about Gone Girl. What? I so I feel like the same people that are didn't saying like Gone that Girl didn't like this. it there a lot. Yeah, Gone exactly. Girl's an amazing movie, uh, and it's it's of course it it's David Fincher, and so that he makes it even better. Um, but the book blew me away as well. So I was just, mm-hmm. I thought, I thought the movie did just as good as the book. Uh, and uh, I'm going to always mention Doom. I loved her in that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no one, there's, I'm going to say this and everyone's going to yell at me on the internet. No one loves Doom. You're the only yes, person who everyone, loves Doom. You have my permission to yell uh, constantly about no, that it's comment. Not a but good you know, movie. Th- no, it's not a good movie. No, it's not like one of the best movies in the world or anything like that. But the game, I love the video games. And they did a great job with the, making a video game movie uh, with that. But, uh, you know, there was uh, Dying of the Day. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that she's done. She's a great actress. Jack Reacher, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. yeah I, I haven't seen Jack Reacher yet. I, I, that's on the uh, It's You know, it's not like, it's not great, but it's a fun one. You put it on and you can do whatever you want and you won't, you won't ever get lost. Yeah, cool. So, uh, it's you know it's less it's not as good as Mission Impossible, um, better than Mission Impossible Two. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hey, I mean, don't get me wrong, we still watch that movie. Oh, uh, so that I'm always gonna watch it, even though it pisses me off at times. But I'm still yeah. gonna watch it. Oh man, I will always harp on the motorcycle scenes and the tire treads changing from street to off-roading. I will There's always... nothing, you know, and, but you Non-word. say that, and I just Wait, found no, no, out. No. Is that John Woo? Yeah, it was John Woo. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's... I just found out the other day that the scene where, um, in, in the newest Fallout, in Mission Impossible Fallout, you know, when, yeah. um, when, when Henry Cavill cocks his arms to punch, like he cocks his arms so his, so his uh, shirt. It's the tough thing. Like, it's funny how he cocks his arms. Anyway, if you go back and watch that scene, he goes from wearing a, a non-pocketed shirt to a pocketed shirt. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. There you go. There's your treads all over again, but with yep. a pocket. Yep, John Woo, you gotta get on that. I don't well, know. That if wasn't he John, just... The last one wasn't John Woo, but Oh my bad. Excuse he me. Was but in the, the directors, watch out for your movie consistencies or lack thereof, please. You know what? No one no one but anyone who knows motorcycles or cars were the only ones that noticed that. That's a no. lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the nerd region that doesn't know about cars, so it didn't really affect me. What affected me was, let's go slow-mo and then have doves fly behind us. <laughs> okay, I, I kind of missed that, like, the, the dove. Like, because, you know, uh, was it, I think, Face Off? They do that, you know, when they're confronting each other in the church. And was Face Off the John Woo film? Uh, I believe it was. Let me let me look. I'm gonna look that up real quick. I'm gonna get on here and yeah. go to uh, yeah. <laughs> face off. How do you do? You actually put the cross through it? Yeah, you actually put the backslash on face off. Face off was yes. directed by John yep, Woo. Exactly. <laughs> he always he has to have doves flying. In his uh. movies. 
<laughs> and this is oh. what it sounds like when dubs cry. Oh. We're going to make fun of uh, the dub usage here. It's so good. Anyway, moving on. Um, so Rosamund Pike is absolutely brilliant in this movie. She plays Marla Grayson. Uh, Marla Grayson is a, uh, I can, you can't, is it a con? Is it a con, uh, she a con she's artist? a con artist guardian. Yeah. So she uh, works. And I would this... emphasize artist. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. She works. She has a company. She uh, works with a doctor. Doctor. Let's see what's her name. Doctor Amos, who's played by Alicia Witt, who mm-hmm. was in the old school urban legend movie. She was in the yes. Exorcist TV series. Really good in that. But I forgot she was in Bongwater. No, yeah, yeah, yeah she's in in uh, and then also one of my favorite films from the mid '90s, uh, Four Rooms. Remember that movie? Four yes. Rooms. Yes. Uh, she was in that as well, and I was just kind of like, she Antonio Banderas' wife. Uh, you know, I I didn't look that deep into it. I just remember yeah. I, that movie. I probably watched it so much. I yeah, back in the day. Four Rooms. I rented it. I should have just owned it, but I rented it all the time from that movie place that was over there in South Lake next to the... Oh, Blockbuster? No, not Blockbuster. <laughs> just kidding. Just, just kidding. All-Star Video or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's where, it's where they let me as a uh, 14-year-old rent um, Barbarella. Not Barbarella. Bar- uh, barbed Wire. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they let me rent Barbed Wire. They didn't even check ID or ask anything. They're like, oh, you come in here all the time. Here, you can But that barbed was wire. back in the day, like... You know, like uh, maybe kind of com- compared to like the '70s, where you could send your kid out and be like, "Hey, uh, go buy me a, a sixer or a pack of cigarettes," <laughs> and you could trust them to come back to the parent without having sampled the goods. You know, <laughs> so, so you know, like, but now, no, like you automatically assume that's for that customer, and I gotta ID that person now. <laughs> I just can't believe that that. Anyway, anyway, that movie was terrible, but you got to see yeah. a lot of Pamela Anderson, and that's all yeah. we really wanted to see. So, um, <laughs> Pamela Anderson as a superhero, but naked. Um, so, anyway, I digress. Uh, what were we saying? We were an Alicia Wynn. So, she okay. plays a nefarious doctor, uh, who? a nefarious, nefarious, and she helps out Rosamund Pike's uh, character, Marla. She tells to Marla. Say- that you know these these people have early onset dementia or they can't do this or that and they take people that are old and basically uh she goes to a court and says hey this person needs a guardian mm-hmm. and marla's like i'll be that guardian marla and the uh judge have a good relationship that he trusts her um and it's just the scam they're all pulling off uh right and the worst part is is that those uh symptoms they talk about them how yeah she's got a little bit of memory loss she's we can diagnose her with it officially but really we're embellishing it she they don't they're perfectly fine yeah uh, incapable of taking care of themselves but they need this guardianship to come through to be able to steal their assets right so they what you know and and And, uh, the judge is judge lomax by the way and i don't think judge lomax is being a bad person i just think he Mm. you think he's in on it uh i think i never really got the uh impression that he was in on it uh i think that they have such a rapport that it creates a conflict of interest and that he should not be the judge for every single one. And on top of that, when uh, the uh, fancy lawyer uh, comes in, played by Chris Messina, 
uh, name, name is Dean. Uh, when he comes in, exactly, Dean Erickson, uh, he's going through this stuff and they're talking about uh, how the employee that's coming and bringing a complaint, uh, and he says, yeah, I know this person, um, and she was useless. I don't know, I feel like it's a... It's a bias that shouldn't be there. Sure. Yeah, maybe but I don't think I don't think he thought that they were doing anything bad. Yeah, I think he was I, just being maybe. friendly with them because they're people that he works with all the time. Maybe, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. And Christmas scene. I want to bring up Christmas scene really quick because he's fantastic cool. in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he, you know, you'll notice him from or you know him from the Windy Project. Um, he was in Argo, Sharp Objects on HBO. But also Birds of Prey, he he was awesome in Birds of Prey. And I remember him from Devil. If he, yeah, the, the elevator movie. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I do like that movie. You know, no one ever talks about that movie, but I really yeah. like that movie. Especially, yeah, especially because, I mean, it really does have a great ending. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a fun one. Uh, I'm not going to give, I don't want to give away the ending for that one. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um so Chris Messina playing the the high powered lawyer. I guess not really high powered because obviously he couldn't really get stuff done. But um, basically, well, he had a high powered opponent. That's yes, the thing. that's a very strong opponent. Uh, Roseman Pike is just she's got this down to a T. Uh, she knows exactly what arguments are going to come her way, uh, and she's tech. She's essentially an old hand at this con that she's got going on. Right, and so she basically uh, gets the police with her, says, hey, I'm going to be your guardian. There was an emergency. She's like, oh, I didn't go to court, and there's an emergency oh, uh, hearing, and the, and the people that are going to be guardianed over, conservatored, uh, they, um, they have a they guardianship have, imposed on them. Yeah, so they don't even know this is happening, and then when you get the cops there saying, hey, do you really want to do you really want to say no to me? You know, it's just like a right. whirlwind of things happening and then you're there and then you don't think you can get out of it. And she's pretty bad. She makes the, uh, she tells the, the owner of the, or the, the director of the old folks homes where she puts them uh, to take away their phone for the first few months. So they mm-hmm. can't really call anybody. She makes sure that the people that they take are people that don't have fan or the people that they uh, become guardians over don't have any family to help them so that they can't really call anybody. And when they go into her house to, um, you know, pick her up, uh, you know, oh, and, and, and they leave, she gets on the phone with the director of the, uh, the home. Yeah. And, uh, the old folks home to be specific because obviously we're not talking about her actual home so uh anyways she's uh he's he says i would have fought it you know and she goes into this well once they see the the cops and Mm -hmm. the paper it's a done deal a lot of us are complacent and i'm just like this would not happen this is why guns are necessary maybe not (laughs) yeah except for the fact that you 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 gotta worry about the fact that there's cops there. If there's cops if, there, and you, if you're, I'm sorry, like you you get a gun, you're you're, and you say call my lawyer because I'm contesting this guardianship, and I'm not going anywhere without my lawyer present, and I would hold my and you're on inside your own house, you are well within your rights to have a gun inside your own right but once you become a ward of the state which they do become uh you you're becoming a a a liability to yourself the the house is not truly yours anymore um i think the cops would come in and take it from you as much as you say that you have a gun are you going to shoot a cop over that 
No, but I might shoot Roseman Pike's character over it. And then, and then be I might shoot more, at them, not and then be shoot in them way more actually. trouble. Uh, it is going to be way more trouble, but then you don't have millions of dollars in assets stolen possibly, from you. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, you get it taken away now by the government because you're in jail. Um, <laughs> anyway, the whole plot... The whole plot takes place around her uh, basically taking this woman that they call a cherry, like their white whale, basically. Someone that has tons of money and has no family. And it's like nobody can test all this stuff. Right. And but she is actually not who she seems. She's uh, played by Diane West. Jennifer Peterson is her character name. Diane West immediately when I saw her, I my first thought goes is that Julie Andrews? And I was like, no, 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 wait, hold on. The, I'm getting it confused. That's that's the mom from the Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> that's the mom from the Lost Boys, man. Oh, man. Yeah, and also the mom from Edward Scissorhands. Yep, Edward Scissorhands, and she was also in the Birdcage. Yes, okay. I, I thought she was, I mean, maybe not hilarious, but it was hilarious to watch her react to the situation she was in in that movie. Right, right. I mean, I was young when that movie came out, but watching it when you're older, you're like, okay, this is... This is great. This is hysterical. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, but Diane West, uh, uh, only issue I think I have with the movie is she's underutilized. Yes, uh, I, I feel like they could have uh, developed her character on mm-hmm. screen a little bit more, uh, to, and we could have learned her actual but, name. I guess this, we kind of know yeah. her last name. Yeah. But. but the scenes that she's in, she's really good. She's really... Oh, totally. I mean, really she, good. when she, you know, she's asking who she really is rosamund pike is addressing uh uh diane west like who are you really because they find out this is a pseudonym uh, yeah an identity stolen from uh, a, a, a young bit. child who died at nine months of yeah. polio and she assumed the identity uh and, and um she's just like oh there's there's so much so many drugs in my head it's hard to think you know it's it, she just plays it so well Right. Um, so this is where it gets good. Mm-hmm. I like this a lot. Is that you find out that her son, they don't they don't have any act, no knowledge that she had a son, but she has a son, mm-hmm. and he's basically this Russian mob boss, um, who we think I'm gonna say think because they never explicitly say it, but they kind of show you a bunch of stack of of Polaroid pictures of women. We think he's in human trafficking and some other bad stuff. Um, well, he may be in the trafficking, but I think he's a very diversified criminal. Oh, I'm sure he is. I'm just saying, like, I think they're trying to show you he's not a good person when they show that. But it's, right. um, his name is Roman Lunyov. He's uh-huh. a, and he's played by Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Played Peter by Peter Dinklage, Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Perfectly. Amazing. Perfectly. I mean, it's perfect. He's perfect. You know, Peter Dinklage. You got, you got him in Game of Thrones. Yep. Uh, the best part of Game of Thrones. For um, real amazing uh scene in elf yes i was just gonna say that yeah amazing scene elf. he's he's the guy who creates the sentinels dr boulevard trask yep in in x-men days of future past and and he's the guy who created thor's mjolnir yes avengers endgame and then gives us the battle axe playing a giant Yes. Uh, yeah. The Stormbreaker, yes. the Battle Axe Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. My gosh. Yeah. So much more. I mean, that's not his full. I mean, he really deserves a full catalog of stuff because everything he is in is good. Like he is good. Oh, absolutely. Movies. 
Absolutely, and uh, and the, uh, so I have to I have to give the the moniker the power shorty here. I have to say it because he is he's an amazing actor, and uh, and uh, yeah, I just I love him so much, and he the gravitas that he has as a uh, with his expressions, uh, with like uh, you know the the guy that comes and tells him, hey, your mom is not at the house, and somebody's painting the house and has swatches, and uh, I didn't ask where, where they took her, but I know that she's not there, and he's just like, you know, he gives a stern look. Podcasters can't see me, sorry. <laughs> and uh, he's just like holds up a finger, and he's just like, stop talking. Uh, and the guy's just like. <laughs> But but please don't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I swear I'm gonna find her. But I had to come update you with this. Uh, he's he is, uh, and they address this later in the movie. He uh, he is a boss. He is a boss. He's not a soldier, but he is a boss, and uh, he's extremely rich. So he's able to pull off all of this stuff and orchestrate it while remaining behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing to him. And uh, his like in the same vein of that scene. The scene where uh, the lawyer, Eric, comes back and he's like, uh, I couldn't get her out, blah, blah, blah. And just the first thing, he goes from really calm to yes. throwing the, the vase right at his <laughs> right at Eric and he has to duck out of the way behind <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, hit him. And he's like, chill out, chill out. He's like, I like to be calm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I love that. Dinklage does such a good job. He's just so... Uh, masterful. My favorite thing, though, is uh, my wife goes, his goatee is bigger than his face. <laughs> it, it is legitimately about the size of his face. I'm jealous it was of his epic. goatee. Exactly, it yeah. so good. Me it too. Look so at my goatee. Good. <laughs> uh, he's got... Uh, Dinklage has the best facial expressions. I mean, I think back totally. to Game of Thrones first season when he slaps the young prince across the face, telling him he's mm-hmm. spoiled. And I love the expression that the king has when he gets slapped. Yes. Too. He's just like, this just happened, right? This, this, what? Did, did what? my dwarf brother just slap me? Like poppycock. Uh, but anyway, um, masterfully played. But basically, the movie plays out now at this point. Uh, get the mom back by any means necessary. Right. Um, and then you've got these soldiers, these thugs trying to break her out. And they're, they're kind of funny too. Oh yeah. I like um, them a lot. The the main dude, the main guy, that whole scene where they go into the old folks home to try to get her out. Wonderfully and, orchestrated. And then the, the, the cop shoots at them and you've got the, the, the freaking <laughs> bottle of oxygen falls yes. off the ground and then flies into that dude. And he goes, <laughs> flying backwards and and he's all, done yeah oh my gosh that whole scene was just perfectly done i mean that hit him in the chest that could stop your heart well and i love that the the main dude the main guy trying to get the mom out it just yep. looks at him and it's like all right and bolts yep. yeah we'll see you later bye <laughs> um, yeah because like the mission is the mom you, you know uh, you gotta you gotta get the package secure the package and so the and other, she almost makes it almost this, makes it out and Rosemond Pike and her amazing uh, girlfriend, uh, played Fran. by, uh, I, yeah, uh, Fran uh, is played by Isa Gonzalez. Elza. Elza. No, there's no L. What Elza? It's like E I Z A. Are you looking at? Are you looking at uh, IMDb? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, 
Oh, actually, her uh, and so Isa, oh, you're right. it's Isa. 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 Okay, Raina, I'm sorry. Uh, is her full name, and oh my gosh, she's amazing. I love her character so much, especially in the tail end of this movie. Because at first, you're, she's an enabler and you know a co-con, and I think that's another thing that is unique about this movie is there is essentially no good guy involved in this plot except for. Um, the uh, the other the, the son of another person. In oh, game sure, and he's not even a good show. guy. Exactly. I mean, yeah, he's he's. I mean, but that's normal. I mean, imagine if somebody kidnapped your mom, well, was stealing all this telling, stuff, and you telling someone, telling a woman to with you her by her side, uh, telling a woman to her face because he's mad at her that she's going to murder her, and he hopes that she dies a horrible death. He even at one point says, "I hope you get raped." I mean, I don't think that I would start saying that line, to people. But imagine somebody is is kidnapping and is and slowly killing your mother to take. Right. There are stuff. things that I would do. How would you react? I, I there were things that I would do, but I would not do to the lengths that he would do. Yeah, um, yeah. I would try to go a different way about it. He was an idiot. He went in trying to go to her, and I don't even think he had off. a lawyer. No, he didn't. He didn't do anything right. So he was still not a great guy. There were no good people. Right. Fran is the closest to good people in this movie, right. um, and she's not a good person. And definitely uh, later on in the movie, you kind of see like she's vulnerable, and she's mm-hmm. probably our closest, um, our closest thing to a. Uh, you know, when they put someone into a movie to make you feel like sympathize, like you're in the movie. Yes, uh, she's kind of the closest to that, the link mm-hmm. that we have. But even then, um, yeah, you're just the person in love with the con artist, and yeah. you're just trying to, you know, maintain a relationship so um, you all can stay together. Right, exactly. And um, you know, Fran is motivated by money just as much as Marla is motivated by money. I like Marla's, right. I like Marla Grayson's motivations. Um, she's kind of that, what you root, and I don't know rooting for is a bad word. You're not rooting for her, but if you had to root for someone, I rooted mm-hmm. for both of the bad guys. They're both bad guys. I rooted for both uh-huh. of them at some point in the movie, just because it was fun to do that. But yeah, uh, Rosalind I Pike unfortunately kinda, was rooting more so for Peter Dinklage. I know. Yeah. I, I kind of was too, even though he's a terrible person too. Yeah. Rosamund Pike, uh, her character motivations are that she's been poor and yeah. and she she got rid of morals a long time ago. Um, she talks about it kind of in the beginning. She's like, you know, morals are you know, basically she done a trick created by the rich to keep you. Yes, poor. exactly. Her outlook. And you know, you, the whole thing, the whole outcome here is dog eat dog, and right. and you shouldn't matter how dog eat dog. You know, like how you make the money, you're just gonna do it. Someone out there is gonna do it to you, so you might as well be that person who's gonna do it the uh very cynical way of yeah. looking at life and then you know we all know peter dinklage is he just roman just wants his mom back um i do love roman's love for chocolate eclairs i'm a huge <laughs> chocolate eclair fan uh if i go get a donut it's always gonna be a chocolate eclair always i, I love that some mountain of a man is bringing this pink box full of yes. chocolate eclairs to him that's so and good he takes like a bite or two maybe of it and chunks it on the ground. Yes, because he he's just thought his mom's up. gone. Yeah, and he, he's <laughs> cute because he gets the he gets the eclair for his mom. It's like they're having a bond. Every Wednesday they come together and have yes. a little 
bonding session with donuts. Is it every Wednesday? I thought it was like every like once a month. Uh, I felt like it was every Wednesday. It might have been once a month. I don't, you know, okay. whatever. That's not like it was an important yeah. part of the movie. So. It's just that he cherishes those moments because he doesn't get to see her every day. Right. You know, and that's that's how they. That's kind of how it's. It has to be. You find out later, of course, that they were big mob bosses. They were in the mob, and they had to change their names to kind of get out of some stuff they were in, and so. Um, that's how they did it is change their names, change their professions and all that stuff. And she's living well. And, oh, and, and then Rosamund Pike, of course, comes in and puts her in the home and then sells off her house and sells off all her assets and finds a safety deposit box <laughs> that diamonds. has diamonds that are untraceable. Um, uh, so you know that that diamonds are a girl's best friend is just like playing in her head. Right. She opens them. <laughs> That, that little envelope envelope and little and velvet bag. It's funny because she thinks the whole time that Roman just wants the diamonds. Like, she's just thinking, oh, he just wants the diamonds back. He's like, this is not about the diamonds. I don't give a crap about the diamonds. Exactly. He's got way more money than these diamonds. This is about my mother. Approximately, I think, like, two million. I thought they said, like, the four million, but... Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, I, I, when they said how much they were worth, I kind of went with the oh, middle value. Okay, yeah. And multiplied it. What by that like lady 10. said when they went and got him appraised. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, now it's a fun little like cat and mouse type game. Like she's trying to uh, keep um, Jennifer Peterson as her ward, right. and he's trying to get her out. And so basically, he decides, okay, I gotta, I gotta. I got to take this woman's world away from her. and um, Right. And she has an ample opportunity to, I mean, she's oh, offered by a lawyer, a Eric, bribe. Eric, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Dean. Dean Erickson. Erickson. I called him Eric earlier. Dean Erickson's uh, character says, okay, I got money I'm prepared to give you. Here's $500,000. Right. Uh, no, three. $300,000. Starts at one hundred and fifty. That's right. And it's like five three. can go up to two fifty, dollars And then finally tries to go to three. And she and says, she turns it down. She says three so million? Thank you with the smile. With that she lawyer's says, smile delivers it right back to him. I yeah. kind of like that. You'll have to give me three million. And then, of course, it goes up to ten million later. Yeah. Um, and, and basically, he, they finally kidnap her. They beat the crap out of Fran and leave her for dead with the gas they, on in the yeah. apartment. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they beat the crap out of her, basically say, give me my mom back. They no. were going to fake her death. They, they nasal cannulaed like half a bottle of vodka oh. into her stomach, put her, uh, you know, they, they uh, knocked her out first before doing that, then put her in a car and I had never thought about because you know you you always see in older movies they just put a brick with the you brake on, uh, right? But having her foot on it and actually just yeah the car yeah, and then just knocking the jack out is yeah. a way smarter way of doing it. And I was like, whoa! But then she careens off of a cliff into some water, wakes up while it's around. careening. Well, why in the yeah, exactly. Like she's all going through the woods, and it goes off the cliff. She experiences that and the full descent, and breaks her way out of the back window and barely survives. Oh, like a, it is such an epic survival. It's a ba move, but also totally. this movie is a dark comedy. Yes, I mean, which is it, why I love it. <laughs> all of the stuff that's happening, we're talking about the stuff that sounds like horrible, horrible things, but it's funny horrible things like the way they exactly. play it like the way it's played like her death scene is like kind of funny like she goes and saves fran and 
oh, before she does that, before she goes to France, she's walking down the street, walking down the street, soaking wet, goes into that that <laughs> store, puts all that stuff down, starts changing in front of the dude. But and not not before getting the uh, the bottle of milk to keep her tooth. Oh, the bottle of milk thing. That was so funny, but genius. Yeah. Um, and then after saving her girlfriend, the you just see them drive off. And then the bomb goes, not the bomb, but the, the gas yes. blows up and you just see her look back like, oh, well, that scene was so played. It was done so was well so for a dark comedy. Um, and then her, of course, going and getting the tooth done, coming back, her girlfriend's woke up and it's like, oh, hey, my tooth is fixed. Yeah, it's back. Um, <laughs> Just I don't know the whole that whole thing was done really well and uh, yeah and then that's what they first start to talk about like should I stay or should I go yeah they're and about to leave girlfriend wants to leave she's like come on and uh, Roseman Pike is really cool and it's like you know it's you really your call you want to go we'll go um, she asks if she has a plan will it work and she doesn't know if it'll work but she's got a plan and I mean this that what's so funny about this is that uh, you know the the attempt to fake her death and um well then they, they and whatnot like, the back and forth of these two is funny because essentially this is how well excuse me peter dinklage would handle anybody but he's getting it right back and yeah. it's so great to watch well and frankly an amateur at this level of uh, criminality uh versus the mob boss and and she's winning them well not winning but she's She's holding her own for a good majority of this movie until the end where she essentially is gets the upper hand. Right. And I love and, that. That whole thing oh. where they where they decide, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do something to to Roman. And, yes. they, and that whole thing is so brilliantly planned, going in there, tasering each person, and then oh. and then spiking or uh i guess they trank him trank him uh yeah. to to roman and that whole scene is so good because she just takes oh. off her wig and looks at him and she's like gotcha yeah and then um, they they deliver him out to the middle of nowhere strip him down naked so that when he's uh acquired by the authorities and paramedics he's a john doe which automatically is gets assigned a ward of the uh, state a guard a guardian so exactly he, he's a ward now under her care and she could do whatever she wants and so that's a, that's a sticky web walking into right there she's like give me 10 million dollars and you'll never see me again and he's like i've got a proposition for you yes i love what you're doing you're profitable i hate you you hate me let's work together exactly and they I create mean, that grayson grayson international grayson llc or whatever where they're doing it and you just see her training the people and you just see that board she has of all the people that are under her essentially she's like a female max lord yeah oh yeah she's, <laughs> she's fantastic that's such a good scene and then at the end like oh i love it you see that she gets married they kind of show off that they've got the rings on her and fran um, and everything looks like it's going. She's having this interview, and she gets done with the interview. And as they're walking out, the the dude from the very first part of the movie, who already had been like, "I'm gonna, you know, I hope you get murdered and all that stuff." We hey, keep you calling find, him, dude. It's uh, Feldstrom. Feldstrom, and uh, Feldstrom is like, my mom died in the in the nursing home, and I never got to see her. Yeah, that's that's what got me. Where I'm like, ah. I'm like, because you know, and to not even on the deathbed, let somebody say goodbye. 
Yes. But I mean, obviously she's been busy with other things. Yeah. But uh, they're they're bad things. It's not like she's been just you know doing a regular job. Uh, that's where I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, that was me. Again, nobody messes with Mamba. I'm, I'm also sorry. I'm also gonna say to be fair, it's not like Feldstrom didn't do some things to get him be less sympathetic in the eyes of the court. Sure, he sure. did assault a police officer. He did do a bunch of stuff that could get him in trouble. In the wake of trying to, in the wake of trying mother. to get them, but there are different ways to go around this. And I, but feel he didn't like even want to get his mother out. I mean, I guess he did. He just wanted but to see really his mom. He wanted basically. to see her. Yeah. So all he had to do, or she had to do, was let Feldstrom see his mom. Now, did she? I don't know if I'd say she deserved to die for it. Um, she deserved a lot of things, but I don't know if I say die. Uh, I don't. I don't know because the the level of ambition, and I I, I wish there was uh, a better word for ambition because it's it's. It, I mean, I feel like ambition is typically a good trait, but um, in this case, she has such an ambition that she's willing to consume anybody by any means. And she that's where I'm like, oh, I is don't not know. a good and person. And on top of that, she's going to go national. She is not a good person. None of what she's doing is good. However, I don't see what she did as a death sentence. Go to jail. Definitely jail sentence. Serve a lot of time. Be very possible. uncomfortable for the rest of her life. <laughs> death. I love that you said that because of the lines that uh, Dean Erickson uses. We're going to make your life very uncomfortable. So much so that you may never be uncomfortable or comfortable again. Like the back, <laughs> of, so like the back of a Volkswagen? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Now I got to go watch Match Game or whatever it was. <laughs> only The only thing that went through my head when I saw that scene, when he's saying that, yes. I was like, like the back of a Volkswagen? <laughs> um... I did love her answer to that, though. That's some mall rats for you guys. Yeah. Her, her answer to that was, um, do you remember how bad 1840 was with the plague? <laughs> Neither do I. Neither do I, because I wasn't born then, and I, I didn't know. So when I die, I won't know. So why do I care? Right. Um, and and if, to think about it, like, in a, in a very dark, negative way, what they're planning is extremely inspirational, you know, but in the worst way. Oh, yeah, and, and it, I kept thinking, this has got to happen. There's no way that this is a movie like this without this being a thing that people actually do. Like, that's... Oh, like, oh I'm sure. I'm I sure mean, it happens. You know, the whole Free Britney thing, uh, obviously. I mean, Leave this kind of Britney thing alone. Happens. Exactly. Free Britney. Hashtag Free Britney. At least let her change her guardian to somebody that she, she needs a different would desire. Regardless. Exactly. If she um, requests a different guardian, that should be allowed. Yeah, I agree. Well, she did. March 29th. So I can't wait for them to decide in her favor. Hopefully, hopefully that's the way it goes. Hopefully. We'll see. Exactly. With, the, with the public all swayed that way, we're hoping the judge sways that way. Anyway, um, yeah. anyway so we kept thinking this is something that um, could happen. I'm sure it does happen. Uh, I was, I had, even if this movie wasn't uh an eight which i think it was like an eight even if this movie wasn't an eight i had all of the fun with it and i was enthralled the whole time and i didn't want to stop it at all an eight on what scale eight through ten uh you mean one through ten eight one through ten eight out of eight out of ten is what i meant to it, say. it got a 6.3 on imdb i give it an eight 
Cool. Very cool. That's I what agree. I'm, I, think I it's give an it an eight. Oh, very cool. Cool. Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying it. I, has we've an never eight. talked about are we going to have like some. I don't know. I am just saying around, so if if it was okay. an eight out of ten, which I consider it. Okay. okay. Uh, I don't know if <laughs> I don't ever want to commit to a scale. I'm just going to say what I want to say at the time I say it. I like one out of ten. That's cool. But if it's an eight, I think the last time we talked about stuff, we said it's like a seven point ten, seven point nine out of eight uh, mm-hmm. out of ten. But okay, so if I say it's an eight, I mm-hmm. still even if it even if it was a six, even if it was a five. I enjoyed every second of this movie. Exactly. It was enthralling. It had me guessing a lot. The only thing I thought through the whole thing, though, the, I guessed that she was going to die. I said there were... No, no, I'm sorry, not die. I guessed that she and Roman were going to become partners. I was like, in the end, they're going to be partners. No one's going to die, no die from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see her death coming, although I did tell you, I texted you and said, I should have seen it coming because of the way Feldstrom said things to her and then the way she said stuff uh, about death in general. Um, the way that kind of narration, if you will, kind of I feel out. like they were trying to make you okay with her dying. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I agree. And I, I uh, my thing is I, I was really hoping that um, that Lunyov, the, the Peter Dinklage's character, Roman. Would, would offer. Yeah, exactly. Right. Roman. Uh, Roman. I, and, and I didn't, but I, would, I was hoping that you know there, if that was going to be the case, there'd be a lot more back and forth of these things, like you know where they kidnap each other. But eventually yeah, if they wanted to play this for, and eventually somebody wins. If they wanted to play this for kind of a slapstick comedy, which they totally could have, um, they yeah. should have gone back and forth. Let me tell you this though: why uh-huh. it doesn't get a nine or a ten okay. from me? Um, I needed a little bit more backstory from the Roman uh, uh, yeah. Roman Lunyov story and Jennifer Peterson story. Uh-huh. Uh, they give you little bits and pieces here and there to kind of put stuff together. I wanted to see a little bit more of the inner workings of this, uh, why things happened. There could have been a a, a, a backs uh, like what do you call that? A, a remembering, a memory, a recollection, a recollection happening at one point to show us kind of some stuff because I'd be interested in that. So. Um, I mean, so I agree with you. I don't. I don't think that this movie is necessarily a nine or a ten. Uh, maybe at most an eight point five. But I would agree with your eight. Uh, it's not a six point three. Uh, no, I, uh, but anyways, wrong. you're wrong, yeah, people. But, yep, I always disagree pretty much with the uh, reviews. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, basically, what I I think that the detail, the lack of detail, is suggesting that she's simply the mother of the mob boss and that he basically parked all of his assets with her and she's just living living large and she's comfortable with that because she doesn't have to do anything all she has to do is go to her water uh calisthenic class <laughs> go to the movies and go home and knit or i forgot what her activity was at home but uh i think it was something like knitting and yeah she's got a great life so but she knows exactly who her son is i'm just and really so, glad but, oh, she moved from uh, Santa Santa Clarita and all those yeah. uh, damn vampires. <laughs> Dude, also I have to say the Santa best. Carla. I said Clarita because that the Santa Clarita, but Santa Carla and all those damn vampires. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I think the best line of this movie though is when Rosamund Pike is asking her, "Who are you really?" and she responds. I'm the worst mistake you'll ever make. <laughs> I love that. I don't know if you've ever seen your your grandmother, like, you know, there's some sort of confrontation or situation where they got to pull out that that part of their nest and they they go back 
reacted to that way they would defend themselves. But that was amazing. The way she delivered that with the most, the sweetest but threatening answer ever. Yeah, well, no, it's it's great. It was a great delivery. That was an amazing delivery from Diane West. Stole that scene uh, right there from, from, Rosamund Pike, who mm-hmm. still stole all the other scenes on the, in the movie, <laughs> who Peter Dinklage then stole all his scenes. So, uh, yeah, this this movie is just so well casted. Everyone, everyone does a good job. Um, everyone does a good job. No one but is I, no one is is bad in this movie, as far as acting goes. Right. Uh, yeah, I a hundred percent recommend this movie. It's it's Netflix. It's an easy watch. Everyone has Netflix. I agree. I mean, you have to get on this movie. Even if you don't like it, I think that you will in some way enjoy it, if that makes any sense. Uh, But I have to say that this is one of the best Netflix movies I've seen in a long time. And I'm trying to think back to Netflix original movies, and usually they're kind of phoned in. Yeah. Uh, not phoned in. Phoned in's wrong because some of them are actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't think of any of the originals off the top of my head that I absolutely. Yeah, and, and by loved. and by that scale, like strictly Netflix movies, this might be a nine point five on strictly Netflix movies. Excuse me. Wow, this is one of the better Netflix movies that I have personally seen. I know yeah. there's many Netflix movies out there. I'm excited for some of the ones coming up soon. Yeah. Um, and and so uh, they're about to be really big name stars in Netflix movies, and they're they're going to start coming out real soon. So we'll we'll start seeing some cool ones um, coming up. But yeah, this is one of the better ones. This is definitely uh, worth a watch. Rosamund Pike is inspiring. Um, Peter Dinklage is inspiring. They're they're all just everyone has just done such a good job. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I like it. You know, uh, you know who else does a good job? Who's that? Our sponsors. <laughs> all right all right passengers we're back for our birthdays and news so let's start this off with our birthdays uh april 11th we have uh jennifer esposito yes um uh, i she, recently she was in the boys and i have to also bring back i do, I, do you remember watching dracula 2000 in theaters i remember watching it uh could i tell you what actors were in it <sighs> no uh, dude, Gerard Butler is Dracula. Good God, man! And she's one of like the uh, what do you call them? Uh, not the, sirens, but yeah, one of his sires. Yeah, the sires uh, isn't yeah, that what yeah. they call them? Or is yeah, the sire exactly. is the sire? You the, are sired. You are sired. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh, she's one of the women. Okay, I guess I gotta go back and watch Dracula. I don't. I guess I don't gotta, but. I should go back because I, I, I remember I loving it. I watched it somewhat recently and I liked it. I, I mean, used to have that soundtrack that so I well, but it's great. Yeah, the soundtrack. Remember, exactly. when, remember when 2000 movies, like right around 99 and 2000, mm-hmm. had the best soundtracks? Maybe the they weren't best. the best movies, but the soundtracks were... It's like they spent all their money on the soundtrack. I kind of miss that. I'm not uh, going to lie. I do A miss that. makes or breaks your movie... And I have to say that some of the, my favorite movies back in the day are so because of the soundtrack. Oh, like Daredevil. Daredevil's not a great movie theatrically, <laughs> but holy crap, that soundtrack. Oh, yeah, all that Nickelback. Uh, dude, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1 or 2, I can't remember which yeah, soundtrack it was. Yeah, before people actually started hating Nickelback, right? Had the fantastic <laughs> Chad Kroger song with the dude from... Um, uh, uh, God, what was that band? Click, click, 
Boom. Oh, Saliva. Saliva. Yes. Yeah, the dude yes. from Saliva, and they sang that song. Uh, I'm so high, I can see heaven. Yeah. Or hear heaven. I can't remember. Anyway, I used to love that song. Oh, I jam that soundtrack. Anyway, those I soundtracks are amazing. I will bring up this. The best soundtrack from that era had to have been um, Queen of the Damned. Uh, I remember people liking that soundtrack. Jonathan Davis from Korn wrote the music. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And he sings it on the soundtrack, but they, for some reason, didn't that's use his right. voice for the movie. Yeah. Because um, they wanted Peter Townsend to sing it. Exactly. So, no, yeah, now that's coming back to me. Yes. I, I mean, obviously, I love Korn. So, it was a great soundtrack. Uh, it was great. Also, the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. A Limp Biscuit on that one. Limp Biscuits, take a look around, and yes, yeah. Metallica's song was so good. Yes. Uh, that soundtrack was. Awesome. Anyway, we're going way I off disappear. topic here. I do yeah, want to bring up this. You. you said Gerard Butler. I, yes. When you and I were having that conversation uh, earlier today about the Tomb Raider movies. I went and watched the trailer <laughs> yeah. for all three of them. Yes. And I totally had forgotten that Gerard Butler was the the dude who goes with her that she gets in prison. Like we meet him hanging from the bars of the prison yeah. working yeah. out. Yeah. He's like, You're a skinny Gerard Butler. You're skinny, dude. <laughs> yeah, this like, is this pre three hundred Exactly. Pre three hundred Gerard uh, Butler. Anyway, I forget that Gerard Butler was in things before Phantom of the Opera. Right. Well, I think I feel like he did a lot of rom coms. He did that after uh, 300. The rom coms uh, happened after 300. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not talking about like uh, what was it like? Not Truth or Date, but it was something like that. Well, he did and, that, uh, and he did that but, one where they were. But I'm talking about even before that. When no, he was, I think he. Yeah. I think he did a, just a bunch of generic action films. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he was. I don't. Know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's in the who are we really talking about? <laughs> okay. After Jennifer Esposito, who Our is fantastic in The Boys, <laughs> uh, yes. April 12th, we have one of my favorites, and I'm going to say this correctly. I always say it Soriz because I thought that's how you say your name. Uh-huh. It's Sersha. Sersha. Sersha exactly. Ronan. She's uh, Irish. Um, I had to have my Mac pronounce it for me. So <laughs> did you? Did you? Yeah. I went on. I went on Google and I said. Uh, how do I say this name? And I clicked the little play button. It was like, Sasha Ronan. <laughs> Sasha Ronan. I can't do the voice. You got to get it right. That's a good form of respect right there. Looking but no, I, I think she's a fantastic actress. Uh, I remember earlier works of hers being, of course, like Peter Jackson's The Lovely Bones. Yes. Which is an amazing film. Amazing. She plays the girl who gets taken. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic movie. But uh, Sasha Ronan, like, held her own in Lady Bird. I don't know if you've seen Lady Bird. Mm. I think you and you and Danielle might really like that film. Ooh, I'll um, check it out. Also an A24 film. Uh, but it Ooh, was like Showtime has a whole collection of A24. Yeah, films, I know. The they they did a deal. They I made a deal it. with A24. Yeah, oh my gosh. So Showtime that may well. be coming up, guys. Keep an ear We out. are I am trying to and I don't know Mark may be on board already, but I'm trying to get Mark on board with a uh, mini mini reviews for A24. I oh, get, I haven't been on board, bro. I want to go through the A24 films uh, from the very first one all the way to the newest one Ooh. and do like 15 to 20 minute reviews about them just back Ooh. and forth. So we might have to do that. The first one is going to be uh, Inside the Mind of Charlie, Charlie Swan Third, which stars Charlie Sheen and Jason Schwartzman. Uh, I remember watching it back in the day and liking it, but uh, <laughs> other people hate it. I just, anyway. I just can't. I just forget like how many A24 films that I like. And now I'm like, hey, 
dead. So now I'm really excited. Yeah, and there's a bunch down of this trail. good ones coming out. I'm excited for. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're again we're going off road. Uh, <laughs> Saoirse Ronan's fantastic actress. Uh, definitely go check out her stuff if you haven't. Yes. Uh, Ed O'Neill, man. I, yes. I was typing his name and I was like Ed O'Neill, and I was like Love Al Bundy. Marriage. Love yes. Marriage. <laughs> Go together like a horse and carriage. This I tell you, brother. brother you can't, can't have one without, without the other. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, Ed O'Neill, of course, and then of course we've got. Um, well, uh, I think uh, of him, little giants. Well, little giants. I also love him as the diner owner in Wayne's World. <gasps> Agreed. That's the. Yes. Yeah. Like the, the so what is it good. like uh, the this the the lines that he would deliver like uh it was you know, it was all like a man a... get stabbed and watch the steam yes. rise out of his body. <laughs> yes. Those lines were hilarious. Uh he's Dark so good in he's amazing. And then Modern Family, he's very good in. Actually, since we talked about Britney Spears earlier, I do want to bring up a really funny story if you've never heard this. Mm. He he was at an airport and a girl walked up to him and said, Hey, uh can I get a picture with you? And he's like, Hey, yeah, sure. And he takes a picture with her and she's like, thank you so much. And he's like, Hey, no problem. No problem. And his agent was like, looked at the picture and was like, do you know who you just took a picture with? And he's like, no, so that was Britney Spears. Oh, he didn't recognize Britney Spears or realize oh my who, who she was when he took a picture with her. I think that's just such a funny, it's kind of like, it's better than this, but it's kind of like the story where, where um, Jerry Seinfeld is, uh, um, <laughs> Oh, what's your face? The sink, Kesha. Kesha comes up and she's like, oh, Jerry Seinfeld, can I get a hug? And he's like, no, thank you. And she walks off and he's like, that was Kesha. And he's like, oh, man, I feel really rude. I just thought it was a random. <laughs> God, we're getting off topic on these. Uh, birth- it's okay. It's why you come here. Thank you guys so much for tuning into these tangents. I appreciate yes. it. I think it's what people love. Andy Garcia up next. Uh, Andy yeah. Garcia. He's he's a fantastic actor. Uh I really like him in Ocean's Eleven. I mean, yeah. I don't like his character, but he's such a good actor. But there are so many other movies that he's been in. Yeah. Um, he's even the mayor in Ghostbusters, uh, the the newer one of the newer ones, right? Oh, the, but, the uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer uh, the call. Yeah, uh, but uh, gosh, what was it? There was an older movie of his that I really liked. Gosh, I, can't, I just can't think of it. He right played now. like a mob boss. Was, yeah i can't think of it right now and then what he's doing the all hispanic version that we talked about of a movie like a remake. He's, he's in stand and deliver stand, oh, stand and deliver is a fantastic movie yeah um oh, well, we'll move on we'll move on yeah. so we're trying to save space here shannon doherty uh mall rats <laughs> yeah yeah of course 90210 right charmed yeah charmed was it 90210 right or Melrose yes, Place? yes no it's 90210 okay yeah i used to i used to get those mixed up too <laughs> i they were both the same thing to me. And I know, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, people who were born in the 90s who loved 90210 and Melrose Place or, or had like one back and forth. To me, they were the same show. I was a kid. Same. I exactly. I was like, they're the same show. What they're the that? same to me. There's rich rich kids doing rich kid things. Yeah. Um, I, I had my, I had my uh, Saved by the Bell. Instead of instead of cocaine addiction, it was Ritalin addiction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Legal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, after Shannon Torrey, who, who is coming back for Mallrats Two, so I'm excited yes. about that. Uh, after that is another great actress, Claire Danes. Oh yeah. Uh, Claire Danes from Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Uh, you had my so-called life. 
um didn't she do that movie where they go to taiwan and they get framed for having drugs broke oh. broke down palace oh i think you're right that's and, a good movie also she was in the worst of all the terminators uh rise of the machines which i kind of enjoyed a little hold bit, on hold on is not, that part three worse yes Kate like Brewster. The, the third movie and she played the girlfriend of the of connor yes you think that's the worst terminator movie Oh no no! I'm sorry. It's Salvation with uh, with uh, Batman. Christian yeah, with Bale. Christian Bale. Excuse Salvation's me. a turn. Well, the thing is, is that I never even watched that after the. the I watched it in the theaters, and I never watched it again because I wanted to forget about it. Oh. So, I I totally forgot about that. One. I will take three all day right. over over Salvation. You're absolutely right. I'm oh my gosh! Anyway, um, I stand corrected. Golly, I, I actually kind of like Salvation. Not Salvation. I kind of like uh, Rise of the Machines. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not a terrible movie. Um, yeah, if you take out number four. Three is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, David Letterman. You know, uh, what, oh, what, what did Kelly? Uh, I loved his um, his bit in um, Between Two Ferns, the movie. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's, it's yeah. Jewish Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love how good of a sport he is. Yeah, uh, like in private parts. Uh, you know, but also I feel like in his old age he's becoming even cooler oh, I, like I, I, uh yeah he, he has a show and i uh, mean i i just i i love it the uh, uh my uh, next guest needs no introduction with dave letterman that, yeah that's on netflix so great yeah um april 13th it's a man who does not share his birthday with anyone that's right mr ron effing perlman that's right hellboy and hannibal chow Oh my gosh! From Hannibal Chow from Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah. you, you Hannibal Chow. I'm like Hannibal. Oh yeah, Pacific Rim. <laughs> I uh, love that guy. Sons of Anarchy, um, Pacific Rim, Hellboy. Uh, the list goes on and on. Ron, gosh, Pro- I oh. keep forgetting about watching uh, Sons of Anarchy. Blade Two. Oh. Ron Perlman's just so awesome. Uh, you you just can't go wrong with any Ron Perlman stuff. It's he true. is always good. Uh, isn't he in Crimson Peak as well? Um, Ron Perlman's in all the perhaps Guillermo del Toro stuff. I love, uh, I love me some Ron Perlman. Um, of he's course, just so good. Also, a big proponent of um, politics. You got to follow his. Um, I actually had to stop following his Twitter because it got so political. I was like, oh, I'm going to follow it. I like that. Hated the crap out of Trump and was very. He does? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Hello. (laughs) Uh, Ron Perlman's amazing. Um, But yeah, share no birthday with him. He's the only man on April 13th. Uh, April 14th, we have Adrian Brody, who kind of fell off the map. I thought he was going to be another big star, but uh, he started off doing some, like, auteur films and then did some... uh, Was that the jacket, right? Oh, God, the jacket was so good. Yeah. Uh, But he did the piano. Mm -hmm. The pianist? Mm -hmm. The pianist. Uh, That won him awards. Uh, The jacket is still probably... The piano is totally different. The piano. piano. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Adrian Brody... The Jacket, man. The Jacket was my favorite movie for a very long time. It's probably my yeah. favorite movie Adrian Brody's in. 
but um, I like him as an actor a lot. But it was really funny when all of a sudden Adrian Brody showed up, jacked as crap in For Predator? uh, Predators. Oh, dude. And then on top of that, he's sporting my favorite gun of all time, the AA-12, which is an automatic or semi-automatic shotgun, which has a spring inside the stock, which absorbs all of the recoil. So if you wanted to, if you were, a, or if you just had only one arm, you can hold this out from your body and and you're you're it's like you're holding a a bb gun it's crazy it's 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 an it's an amazing gun i i love that it's a, as far as uh feet of uh engineering goes uh i think it's amazing but uh for the longest time it was not legal in the states you could only get it in russia but now well there was a limited release it's not like it's available everywhere of a uh you know civilian production line but it was a very limited release. Ladies and gentlemen. I don't, I don't know why on anybody gun. on this podcast would care about that. So, but history of the gun. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good. I, I'm not a gun person. But what other gun could you possibly use to take on Predator, though? Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> she got me a gun rack. I don't even what own am I gonna do a gun. A gun rack. <laughs> I always thought you could put your guitars there. <laughs> That's true. That's just where my head went back in the day. uh, Yeah, I'm just like, well, yeah, we were so nice back in the day. Just like, thanks, babe. Even though this gift sucks, you know. I don't even own a gun. I like that part. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Multiple guns to necessitate a gun rack. Psycho hose beast. (laughs) Yes. Uh, After Adrian Brody, we have Anthony Michael Hall, which is our favorite nerd from the '80s. Yes, weird science man. Nathan, give me the keys. <laughs> you didn't have a driver's license yet. And you know what you did? She kicked me square in the nuts. In the family juice. In the family juice. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so man. Good. I'll, so I'll never forget this kid walking into a stall and showing off uh, girls' panties and making money off of it. Oh, my God. And, uh, and then- 16 Candles. Oh, yeah. And then he was also in The Dark Knight as Mike Engel, one of the newscasters that yes. gets uh, kidnapped by the Joker. I love that. Did we, we did a weird science podcast. We did. Go back yeah. and listen to our weird science podcast yeah. if you have not. We love Anthony Michael Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fun. He's, in, he's coming up in something, and I was like really excited about it, but I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. Uh, after Anthony Michael Hall is another person with three names, Sarah Michelle Geller, freaking Buffy herself. Buffy! Oh Buffy my Summers. gosh. And like, I know what you did last summer, right? Cruel Intentions. Uh, the, the, oh God, what's it called? My mind went totally blank. Not The Ring, The Grudge. Oh, that's right, that's the right. original Grudge. Uh, uh, and, and Scream, yeah, you said Scream, right? Scream 2 or Scream 3? I can't remember, Scream 2. Yeah, and if you love Buffy, you have to check out a podcast called Buffering the Vampire Slayer. I have to say, uh, my wife showed it to me, but I enjoy the heck out of that podcast. Gotta love me some Buffy. Don't love me some Joss Whedon anymore, but I can just... Dis- you separate the I can separate from the, the, the artist from the artist right now, especially since there were so many people in the making of that show. But... um. Man, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I grew up with that. Oh, uh, it will always have a way special place in my heart. 
Um, uh, that intro soundtrack is right up there with the animated series X-Men intro soundtrack. Or the as Batman far as, like, the animated I can series. have that as a ringtone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so signature. But the thing is, is that I can actually jam to the Buffy's intro soundtrack. So the Buffy intro that. song is done by a band called Nerfer. Yes, yes. Uh, Nerfer is the only band ever to get the signature uh, or get the uh, okay from George Lucas to name themselves. Whoa. Yeah, even the band Isley. Remember their original name was Mos Isley. Oh, right. And, and George Lucas sent a cease and desist and said, you can't <gasps> name yourself that. That's why they oh, went Man, I guess he Isley. just didn't like their music. I just think George Lucas is a big old nerd and liked Buffy. I'm sure he was cool with that. Anyway, they're I the only, completely agree with that. only ones that uh, got the okay from George Lucas and didn't have to change their names. Very cool. Uh, after Sarah Michelle Geller is Abigail Breslin uh, yeah. from Little Miss Sunshine. She's and, in Signs. Uh, is she the little girl in Signs? I believe so. Is she? Oh, yes. Am I going to have yeah. like one of those yeah. brain moments where I'm like... She's the little girl who hates... Uh, oh, now my brain's doing that. I'm like, was that not Dakota Fanning? <laughs> I, I kind of I kind of thought it might have been. Is she... I'm, I'm going now and I'm looking. You're right. She's the little girl. That's I, awesome. It did not ever click with me. And I guess it's been so long since I've sat and watched Signs that I never uh, put two and two together there. But um, my favorite... So funny. My, the, my head says Abigail Bres- Breslin, but... All, like when I play the scene, I see Dakota Fanning in my head. That's so weird. <laughs> because Dakota Fanning was a little girl in everything back in the day. Exactly. That's why. um my but the movie I'm always gonna like Abigail Breslin for is is of course uh Zombieland and Zombieland Double Tap. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say Little Miss Sunshine. I do love Little Miss Sunshine. I don't know if it's a movie I can go back to now and say, All right, I'm gonna watch this and have fun with it. But Zombieland, uh-huh. I'm gonna watch it and have fun with it. Especially Double Tap. I love Double Tap. I thought it was yeah. better than the first one. Um, after Abigail Breslin, April fifth, April fifteenth. Emma 15th. Watson. Yeah, Emma Watson, man. It's it's Hermione Granger. Oh, the um, gorgeous Emma Watson. Oh yeah, I think uh, I heard a rumor that she's retiring from uh, Hollywood to start a family. No. So I heard a rumor. We'll see if that goes through. Uh, she she got married. She's married. She's happy to not be in Hollywood. I mean, she her childhood was Hollywood, uh, but she also She's did breathe. It. She breath. She breathed some life into Belle in the Beauty and the Beast live action, which was yes. I thought, fantastic. It was so great. I think that might be one of the best Disney remakes so far. It is. Uh, is the Beauty and the Beast that and uh, and Jungle Book. Ah, gosh, I gotta watch that. Uh, is, is is so dang good. Actually, but... I did watch it. It was just like at like, you know, two or three in the morning when I was watching it, so I'm having a hard time recalling it. But Beauty I loved her role in uh, This is the End. Sorry, what about... Beauty this is, I was just gonna say Beauty is fantastic. This is the End. Uh, I love the whole story behind that where she was supposed to do <laughs> something and they said, uh, we, we, she said, I can't do that. I will not do it. And she walked off set. She came back the next day, apologized and said, but I'm still not doing that. And they said, we wrote something different for you. Oh. Hmm. Uh, so they were cool with her. A lot of people took it out of, uh, out of context and were like, they hated each other and all that. Well, that's not true. I, I read an interview the other day that was like, no, uh, Seth Rogen and Emma Stone or, or Emma Watson are uh, cool. So. Nice. And then uh, she was in the perks of being a wallflower with, uh, 
Isla Miller? Is that how you say Ezra. his first name? Ezra. Ezra Miller, yeah. Yeah, The Flash. Yes. Do I do absolutely love Perks of Being a Wallflower. The book is one of my favorite books ever made or ever written. And um, and so the movie is actually pretty well done as well. After Emma Watson, we have another Emma and another yes. Harry Potter alum, Emma Thompson. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, she's another great actress i have to say one of my favorite films of her uh is um stranger than fiction oh my gosh that's such a good movie and no one ever talks about it mm-hmm. oh i love that movie with will ferrell and she's the author and will ferrell's life is going through it and she's she's like oh no but i'm gonna kill you in the end <laughs> <laughs> they figure it out it's uh, good I do really like that movie a lot um after Emma Thompson, we have Luke Evans. Um, I always just he, he of, played another Dracula too. Yeah, Luke Evans was uh, the Dracula and Dracula Untold. He played the uh, the actual Vlad. He the was play, the Impaler who that Dracula was, was based off of. Originally supposed to be the start of the Dark Universe, the Monster Universe, uh, and then Mummy was supposed to be the second in line in that movie. Uh, and then they decided when Un- Dracula Untold flopped, the mummy was going to be the start. When the mummy flopped, they just... I still don't understand how the mummy... I can kind of see universe. how Dracula may have flopped, uh, although I really need to give it a rewatch to I haven't seen that, but I love the mummy. The, like, I'm, I, I don't know if I can say I loved it as much as, like, the Brendan Fraser uh, mummies, but that's... Well, like, Brendan Fraser is, uh, is Bay, so... <laughs> nice and then uh but i had to, but i have to say I, that that mummy is great and i'm gonna just ask you to go ahead and watch that and that way we can talk at some it. point i will <laughs> luke evans was also gaston and beauty and the beast live action i forgot about that and That's, he was amazing he was pretty as dang good I have as well as josh gad as lefou Yes. yes. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> I love me some Beauty and the Beast. That movie is so I'm gonna watch that real soon, actually. Now he's also uh, Shaw in Fast and Furious Six. Yeah, brother Shaw. The brother Shaw. Yeah, and then of course Bard and Gear uh, Bard Gearian in The Hobbit: Desolation. Now that's a spinoff I need. Actually, are the Shaw brothers and the mom after this next movie? Maybe Fast like a, a prequel because they killed uh, exactly Shaw Owen Shaw. Uh-huh. Um. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He also plays, by the way, he plays uh, William Marston, who created Wonder Woman in uh, Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Nice. So they we... killed him off. I don't remember that. Yeah, that's the whole. Oh, reason. You mean the brother? You mean him? They brother killed off. Got killed Luke... off. Yeah, Owen. The... Okay. Okay. Yeah, they killed cool. him off, and that's why I thought you meant Statham, Statham is yeah. pissed off. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, and then, uh, golly, it's like a list of people who know each other. Seth Rogen <laughs> is also on Emma Watson's birthday. That's why they're friends. They're all celebrating their birthdays at the same time. They all they're know all each other. At the same restaurant on like one or as you know, assorted birthdays. And it's also it's like six together. degrees of Emma Watson instead of six, <laughs> yes. instead of six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh, yeah, between two Emmas. Oh gosh, uh, so. <laughs> Uh, Seth Rogen, there's there's so much you could say about Seth Rogen. Um, he is uh, truly a funny, funny actor. Pineapple Express, um, uh, uh, super bad. He wrote super bad. This is the end. Producer on uh, producer and actor in the Disaster Artist. Uh, Seth Rogen is just a great. 
fantastic yeah, actor. Yeah, and then but, he's got that little weed company. I was like, also going he's got the little house plant, house plant, and those really cool little boxes he made to sell house plant in that don't smell. So uh, you can have that in your house or in your car or wherever, and people won't smell the house plant, which is actually weed. I and, just hope that uh, laws don't make that product obsolete, and we, people still buy it. Because we love Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, we're in Texas, so it's, you know, we can't... It's coming. We may be the slowest and backwards state right now, but it'll come eventually. We'll see. I'm not saying it won't. I'm saying we'll see. Like, yeah. we'll see when it happens. Um, April 16th, Martin Lawrence. Martin yes. Lawrence, yeah. We like whose Martin Lawrence. House and Bad Boys. Dude, I'm oh, sorry. And we're, I we're... said Whose House, like, uh, that was the title. Mar <laughs> Martin Lawrence. Martin is a great show. It's getting a revival. It's coming back. Uh, my favorite movie with Martin Lawrence is Life with Eddie Murphy. You uh, eat that cornbread. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love that movie so much. Uh, Martin Lawrence for me, it's always going to be Bad Boys, of course. But sure. I like that movie he did uh, with Tim Robbins where his wife is cheating on him. Yeah, nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. I like that movie a lot. Oh, it's so funny. Old Martin Lawrence movies are great. Those were those were a lot of fun. I don't know about new Martin Lawrence. I don't know about chubby Martin Lawrence. Yeah, I haven't well, seen the new Bad Boys for Life. I haven't seen it yet, I, so I can't say anything about it. It was it was all right. I don't think it held. I don't think that it was as good as the originals, obviously. But it 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 was one. It was a good placeholder if they're going to do another one. Yeah, and maybe they will. I think I heard that they really wanted to stop on this one, but I think I just for think life, getting a little old. Like I don't mean to diss them or anything like that. But well, I, I mean, but I would take another lethal, yeah, lethal weapon, and they're old. Point taken. There's Point taken. there's another lethal weapon happening, and so yeah. I will, I will take that all day. I will take a new um. Dun 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 dun. dun. Oh, Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills Cop. Cop. I'll take another Beverly Hills Cop, which is coming. But, you know, so I, I guess I could do yeah, another. And we bunch. took another Coming to America. So did. I, did love, I, I did love Coming to America. It, so. it was great. After Martin Lawrence, we have Gina Carano. Yes. Uh, who was fired from The Mandalorian, unfortunately. She was Cara Dune. I say, unfortunately, she did say a lot of stuff that shouldn't have been said, and she was what? given she was given multiple times to stop, and yes. said, "Hey, if you don't stop this, you are going to be fired." And even uh, even Pedro Pascal, who plays the Mandalorian himself, said, "Hey, please stop. We want to keep you on the show." And she picked her personal politics over the show, which is fine for her. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, well, I'm, she has integrity there as far as, uh, you know, herself. I don't agree with anything concerned. she said. Exactly. But I don't agree with anything she said, but uh, I am sad because I did like her as Cardoon. Personal politics rearing its head again. <laughs> like, because of personal <laughs> politics. Exactly. Uh, but you'll also recognize her from uh, Fast and Furious 6. She was Riley. But uh, amazingly, where she came into my head as someone, that, like a big player, uh, was Angel Dust in Deadpool. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I, watch, I watch, wonder watch, watch. That She's going to do a superhero landing. Up. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love when Deadpool does it and he's like, F, 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 F. And so hard on the knees, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, 
I, I don't think that uh, she's the greatest of actresses, but she was good in the roles that she played. Exactly. She is. She has a physicality about her that I can. I am convinced whenever she plays an action role that she can kick oh, some yeah. butt. Like, like I wasn't ever gonna believe that uh, Michelle Rodriguez could go toe to toe with. Um, Ronda Rousey. Yes, thank you. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. I was like sitting there going, "Ra, ra." I know it's a ra, ra. I'm never gonna believe that Michelle Rodriguez could kick her butt. I do agree. Like maybe if she wasn't trained, possibly. But we know exactly who Ronda Rousey is, and yeah, I, I don't. That training is just. With I did, fighting, I I did get to see her live uh, at WWE, Mac, uh, one of those Monday Night Raws. Oh, came no to, way. Yeah, our buddy took us, took me and Fonny. Oh, uh, right. To, to Raw one day. Uh, it was at the, at the Mavericks, uh, American Airlines Center, mm-hmm. and Ronda Rousey was there, and I was really excited because I really like Ronda Rousey. So That's awesome. Um, moving on. John uh, Cryer. John Cryer. Look. Look, and I'm going to say this, and it might be controversial, but I think John Cryer is up there with my favorite Lex Luthers. Okay, so we were talking about this right before the show, and I had an apostrophe. Just kidding. Epiphany? Epiphany. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. For Hook. You know, like quoting Hook. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had an epiphany that he, he like, I because I, I originally we were talking about it, I'm like, Gene Hackman, and, you know, tying for, with, with Kevin, Spacey. Uh, Kevin Spacey there. But then I started to replay these scenes in my head of John Cryer in Supergirl. And I have to say, he might be the best Lex Luthor so far. And that kind of pains me to say, because I love Gene Hackman. As far as comic book Lex Luthor goes, John Cryer has it perfect. He's the most accurate, maniacal. But he's evil. And it's just done so well, and it's just so sad that it had to happen towards the end of Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I haven't watched the new Superman show. Ooh, what um, if he played like? What if he like played like Lex Senior in some like you know flashbacks or something like that? Well, that I think would be that cool. it'd be just really fun to have him play the Lex Luthor on the new uh, Lois and Superman show on the CW oh, that's happening right now. Yes. You gotta watch it. I've heard very good things about it. I'm just kind of over the CW superhero shows right now. Um, just because yeah. I, I've been watching them since they started, and they started like it just feels like they're rehashing plot lines now. Yeah, uh, especially Arrow did it really bad. Flash is starting to do it. Oh, actually, Flash has been doing it for a little while, but really badly <laughs> now. And so, anyway, regardless, John Cryer, um, he of course two and a half men, two and a half men, Ducky from um, yeah. Pretty in Pink, um, Will and Grace. Will I was forced to watch that a long time ago, so trust me. John Cryer is in Will and Grace. Yeah, it's just like a cameo thing, or uh, oh, you know what? It it is. Sorry, I'm thinking of uh, French Stewart, right? French Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Excuse me, but he does actually show up in Will and Grace. Sorry, I'm sure he does. John Cryer's and everything. Um, Ready Player Two, the book I read, which oh. is based on the sequel to the first one. They're going to make uh-huh. a movie. Um, Ready Player Two, they talk about Ducky uh, and like how bad he is. And I'm like, what a great John Hughes movie. Yeah. But it did make me not feel, the way they talked about him made me not feel bad uh, that he doesn't 
get end up with the girl uh-huh. uh because he is kind of like a kind of not a great person anyway how funny that john Carr is actually in superman 4 as lenny so that's really cool i think he's a little that kid he ends up, yeah so that's really cool that he ends up coming back yeah, I think that was a big a big thing people talked about. I think he talked about it in interviews. Like, I was in Superman 4, so it's really cool to come back and play Lex Luthor and do all this. I just, I hope they keep using him as Lex Luthor because, uh, again, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, April 17th, we have Jennifer Garner, who will also kick your butt. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, she does She does a great job with her training and yeah. delivering on screen. Uh, but yeah, she's Electra, right? And uh, Electra, and of course, she was um in um Alias, uh, right? And I have to say, uh, that a guilty pleasure of mine was 13 going on 30. I don't know why, but when that movie was on, it was like I couldn't change the channel 30, flirty, and thriving. And uh, Mark, but that's the only movie that got my attention with Mark Ruffalo. I like uh, before he was in the Marvel yeah. movies. I like 13 going on 30. I also like the one. With Timothy Oliphant and Kevin Smith. Kevin, oh. Kevin Smith's like her roommate in a house. Her husband dies. Uh-huh. Uh, like uh, gone fishing or something like that. Or... Camping? Camping? No, no. Camping's okay. a TV show. Okay, cool. Cool. I think she's in that show. She Maybe. is in that show. That's why I was like, is it? Uh, no, it's I, like gone fishing. It's an it, old but... show. It's it's the reason that she doesn't like Kevin Smith. Oh, so. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I liked that movie back that. in the day, but I also really liked Timothy Oliphant, so I probably watched it. <gasps> she was a dude. Where's my car? As one of the girlfriends. Oh my gosh, she was. Wanda. That's right. yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, after Jennifer Garner, we have Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara is a fantastic actress. The girl on the uh, wait, the girl with the dragon tattoo. The girl with the dragon tattoo. I think I was gonna say girl on the train for some reason, but well, it's just because all just, those titles you make fun are of the girl together. with the somethings. Yeah, the girl uh, with she's the also yeah. in your favorite movie, something. The Social Network. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, don't <laughs> I, get me wrong, it's okay, but I, nobody talks like that. I don't need a male version of the Gilmore Girls. It's not, though. I hate that you say that because. It's, <laughs> <laughs> totally, utterly not true at all. Uh, yes, no one talks like that, but it's nothing, nothing uh, to do with um, Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls stole from that. Anyway, Rooney Mara. Mary, no, no, I'm just making a joke. Yeah, I know. Rooney Mara. I believe, if I'm gonna say this, I don't want to say it. Uh, Was she not in uh, like Alien Covenant? Is am I confusing her with somebody else there? I think I'm confused. Sorry. Sorry about that. But she's, Rooney Mara is, uh, is with Ro- Joaquin Phoenix. They're a couple and they just had their child. <gasps> oh, no way. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, Rooney Mara was in. She was in Urban Legends as classroom girl number one. <laughs> she wasn't in the Alien movie? I thought she was too. I thought she was too. Yeah. So Why is my brain saying she was, but I'm not seeing it on her list of movies she did? Is it her sister? Was Kate Mara in it? No, it was not Kate. It was. Um, uh, well, watch it just be like a really similar name. It probably. That... Oh, it was. No, it wasn't Rooney Mara. It was. Um, it was the girl from the original Dragon Tattoo movies. Uh, Catherine uh, Waterston. But no, 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 no. Right? No, 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 no. Um, uh, 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 the girl with the Dragon Tattoo tw- uh, 2009. 
the actress is Numi Rapace. Numi Rapace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Rapace? I don't know how to I say it. I thought it was Rapace. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, she's from, um, I believe she's from like Sweden. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, anyway, great. another great actress, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's getting confusing, well, though. <laughs> Sean Bean. Sean Bean is next. Yes. The the man who gets killed in every movie he's in. Every single one. <laughs> Sean Bean, Lord of the Rings, uh, dies. Gosh, I'm trying to remember which movie I'm Game of Thrones of. dies. Yeah, n- yep. Snowpiercer. I don't know if he dies yet, but he was in that. Uh, uh, he was in Silent Hill. Uh, but I'm trying to remember. Is he in Silent uh, Hill. the Resident Evils? No. Oh gosh, it's something like that. I guess it's yeah, just just the Silent Hills. Gosh, I could have sworn it might have been a resident. Oh, he's the e- Equilibrium. He's in Equilibrium. That's right. He's one of the guys that yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I again I like Sean Sean Bean. Yeah, I great actor. Great, great actor. I wish he didn't. He was one of my favorites in Game of Thrones season one. So to have him die sucked. But yeah, that's what George R. R. That's Martin what happens does. to good people. He kills that. everyone. <laughs> And last but certainly not least, Adam McKay, director of some of your favorite Will Fer- not yours, but everyone's favorite Will Ferrell films. <laughs> um, fun fact, do you remember that video that Will Ferrell did back in the day with, uh, with the little girl? Yeah, of course. Uh, she's like, I'm not drunk. Yeah, the, the, she's a cop. <laughs> Give me your money! I love that. Good cop, baby cop. Good cop, baby cop, and then um, the landlord. Oh, my gosh. So he, he also did uh, Step Brothers, right, and, like, the other guys. Uh, let's see. He Yeah. I, I hate the producer is first and, on filmography. Uh, Give me Talladega Nights. Oh, my gosh. Talladega Nights. And, he did uh, uh, Vice. He did um, The Big Short, Anchorman. Um the other guys, you're right. Eastbound and Down, he did an episode. Step Brothers. Uh, the dude is is a fantastic director um, for for the stuff he does. But he's also a writer. He wrote Ant-Man. Ooh. Well, he took over, I guess, Ant-Man. Yeah, but it's amazing. I actually really love the Ant-Man movies. I do like the Ant-Man movies. I, the, the first and the second one are fun. Mm-hmm. Well, happy birthday, celebrities. Yeah, happy birthday. Without you, we would not be able to do what we do. So thank you. Not at all. Let's get into some news. I'm going to actually start off with the sad news first because the rest is all happy news. It's all uphill from there. Uh, DMX died uh, today during oh, yeah. what we're saying is the recording day. For y'all, April 9th, so last, what's today, Thursday, last Friday. Mm-hmm. So he died on April 9th, 2021, from a heart attack that was brought on by an overdose. Yes. Um, the sad life of DMX. DMX, of course, is a rapper big in the nine or big in the later 90s, early 2000s. Um, yeah. Always had an issue with addiction to drugs. Uh, had been to rehab several times. Um he is actually the father of like 14 children. What's some Genghis Khan action right there, man. Uh, I've heard nothing but actual good things about DMX, like just a good guy he was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think addiction makes you a bad person. I of course it's just not. A, a sad thing that happens to us in our life. Uh, not us always, but the people who do get addicted to things. And it can and, hit anyone. 
Right. And so DMX just, you know, unfortunately that is something that happened to him. And, um, the, and so I hope that I, what I hope is that in the next life, he, uh, finally finds some peace from that. Yeah. I I, really hope he stops, drops and open up shops (laughs) in heaven. One of my favorite things that, uh, memories is, well, it's not a favorite, that's a good memory for me is I went and saw, uh, Limp Bizkit and Godsmack opened for Limp Bizkit, which DMX oh. opened for Godsmack. So it was a good yeah. show. It's DMX, Godsmack, then Limp Bizkit. Great show. I remember it vividly. Um, and DMX has always been a believer of God. And he got up on stage and he was like, uh, I'm actually a reverend, if you didn't know that. And uh, he had everyone pray before the show. It was really interesting. Oh. He's like, everyone bow your heads, I'm going to pray. Um, so I don't know how much of it was a shtick and how much of it was him, but it was really cool to have that experience. Well, um, I think that uh, faith is a big cornerstone in uh, beating addiction, actually. Sure. So that's that's a great that's great to know that he had that. But uh, yeah, it was a really good show. He put on a good show. Godsmack put on an amazing show, and the Limp Biscuit, of course, is Limp Biscuit. It's Limp Biscuit. It's Fred Durst and and Chris Borland being insane on the stage. Oh, Chris Borland. Jo- uh, Not Chris Borland. <laughs> Chris Borland like, is a, a friend of ours. Somebody we know. A friend of ours. <laughs> I know. Uh, what is it? Uh, West Borland. West Borland, yeah. West Borland uh, put on an amazing show anyway. so, But Sully from Godsmack at one point, Sully got another drum set out and did a drum battle with two drums on stage, with two drum sets on stage. It was awesome. Oh, man. It was great. Um, so rest in peace, DMX. Uh, I hope that you are in peace finally. Rest in peace. Uh Hotel Transylvania 4. We're just going to go on some good news now, some happy stuff. <laughs> I have never seen any of the Hotel Transylvanias, but I've actually heard good things about them. This is, you know, the Adam Sandler kids' vehicles. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got a name and it's called Transformania. <laughs> I, um, I remember liking the first one, I, and I think I watched the second one, but I just can't remember it's it. Because you like fart jokes. Who doesn't? That's where all the money is. You listen it to is. That's where the, give me the fart jokes and all that. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard good things about all of them. I heard the first one's good. Second one's kind of eh. Third one's good. So hopefully it's like, it's better from there. Maybe like maybe they figured out the formula. Anyway, mm. I have a guess. I guess that Transformania, I believe that the monsters will transform back to humans and try to find a way to get back as monsters again. That's just my thought process. Mm. I have no clue. I've never seen any of them, so I don't know. All I know is one takes place on a cruise ship. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Indiana Jones 5 has cast Phoebe Waller-Bridge as the female lead. That's exciting to me. That is so great. But is she taking the mantle as Indiana Jones? No, she's just the female lead. Okay, cool. No. Um, I I think even, uh, what's his face? Harrison Ford said no one else is ever going to play Indiana Jones. Yeah. So it's uh, like think, letting somebody else play like Luke Skywalker, although I would take Sebastian. Although, exactly. Yeah. They, they, ever since those photos have come out, I mean, I already thought he looked like him, but then somebody photoshopped Luke Skywalker's yeah. hair well, uh, on top of it. It's like, what? Wait a minute. You're like, this guy can unlock Luke Skywalker's phone. Well, and even uh, what's his face? <laughs> uh, Sebastian Stan did say that if. Uh, if Mark Hamill called him himself and said, hey, yeah. I would let you play 
I want you to play Luke Skywalker, he would do it. So I actually was watching that ABC interview when that happened, and I thought that was the best respectful answer that he could oh, give. That's a great answer. Like, it's amazing. Of course, I want to be told by the original one that I can play them. Exactly. Um, but Phoebe Waller-Bridge, fantastic actress, excited for this, excited for her version with Donald Glover of Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, television series. Um, the only reason I'm excited for that oh, is... TV series. TV I thought series. it was a movie. I no, don't no, TV series on, um, on ne- Amazon? Amazon. Nice. They get that Amazon money. Yeah. Uh, so remember the movie Big, where Tom of Hanks course. is a kid and then he becomes big? Means yeah. Tom Hanks. Originally, Robert De Niro was supposed to play that part. Oh, that's hilarious. And it would not the, have been the same movie. Yeah, well, the, the producer, I don't know who was it who said, I should have probably read better. But the producer said something like, um, I'm going to say it's a producer. I don't know who it is. But originally it was Robert De Niro and the script was like darker. And it was going to be like a darker take on everything because it's Robert De Niro. Oh, okay. I So, I, you know me, I could deal with both versions of the movies just to see them. Just hey, to see wait, it. Let's I would want to see it. Let's have old Robert De Niro now go back and play it. Yeah, if you can't see folks, I don't, I he's don't got the it. Robert De Niro face. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. What, what, what is this toy you got here in front of me? Huh? Huh? A fucker. <laughs> oh that'd be so funny oh okay chris terrio writer of batman versus superman and justice league is saying wb had absolutely no strategy before they shot batman versus superman and justice league like there was nothing (laughs) written down saying this is what we're gonna do with our movies they just kind of said go ahead Zack snyder do stuff um great decision i mean i love that they kind of backed out of it you know wb just got too afraid they don't have any cojones exactly exactly i will i praise you for giving me all the hbo max stuff well i guess i'd probably praise at&t for that that's their fault Mm -hmm. uh or fault in a good way yeah um but anyway batman versus superman originally chris terrio who wrote all of this originally said that um the original ending is is batman branding lex with the bat symbol (gasps) that's cool exactly people just and the sad thing is you see all these comments online of people being like batman wouldn't do that uh Mm -mm. is your batman just the animated series batman because my batman is on a comic book where he originally started and that dude is dark af it did batman animated series not kill people Mm. i don't know why i just i mean don't get me wrong he like punches the heck out of him but some of those things that he does to people I really have a hard time believing that nobody died. Tell you what, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman definitely killed some people in that warehouse scene. Oh, yeah, that was so good. Michael Keaton's Batman throws a grenade down a dude's pants. There's no way that dude didn't die. I'm sorry, Batman kills. Exactly. Uh, He doesn't want to, but there are times when he does. But he's dead. Um, But anyway... I would have loved to have seen Batman brand Lex Luthor at the end of Especially to watch, just to watch Jesse Eisenberg squirm and squeal and scream. No, just (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Mark posted this Facebook post about Elon Musk's company Neuralink having uh, monkeys um, play video games with their minds. Yes. Well, Mark. The macaque is is an amazing monkey. Yeah, you love your cock. (laughs) 
Oh no, I'm gonna have I'm to re- sorry, I'm, have I'm to sorry, re-read. passengers. I'm gonna have to I'm reread sorry, that post now. I'm sorry, passengers. <laughs> Neuralink, which is the company that does this stuff, uh, stated in a tweet that they have the technology ca- technological capability to create a, a real life Jurassic Park. Oh my god. They say they can clone dinosaurs. What? Uh, I hope they actually ask if they should. <laughs> I hope they were so too as they well. were what is it? They were too busy. Uh, wondering if they could, that they yeah. didn't ask if they should. Words to live by. Thank you, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, and they better be teacup dinosaurs. That's all I gotta say. Little, little ones. <laughs> yeah, just, you get you get to put them in your terrarium. Yeah, it'll be like the the original. Uh, you know, um, what's his name? Hammond. He's talking about the flea circus. It's got to be like that. You know, all oh, the little kids would look and we watch. Could, we could charge. Yeah. Thousands. Yes, thousands. We'll have a coupon day. Yeah. <laughs> I got to work it in where I can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just like, yes. The t-shirt I'm just tickled of, that we had it in the show. I'm the so t-shirt that's going to say, Pop Culture Love Letter, we'll have a coupon day. Yeah. It's going to happen one of these days. I'll make it. I'll make it. Yeah. I did make it. Did, I did today. I haven't shown you yet, but I made a Pop Culture Elevator hat. Yes. Printed okay. the logo I on it. it. I need to give me make another one. Doesn't fit I my head. It. I'll just give you that. Oh one. heck yeah! Yes. I got a big when head. Being small pays <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, I hope that they don't create a Jurassic Park, uh, unless it is small. That'd be fun. Teacup dinosaurs. You can you can. That own. would be hilarious. And then like mix that with a little honey. I shrunk the kids action. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> I'd, I'd be more afraid. I'd be more afraid that the teacup dinosaurs would become uh full-size german shepherds oh my god biting my legs off yeah why oh is my, my dinosaur the size of a marmaduke i, I don't i don't i don't know um <laughs> sony wondering. sony has penned a deal with netflix that their movies will release on netflix after their theater run i think that's kind of cool that means that uh as soon as Venom, Let There Be Carnage is done in the theater, it goes straight to Netflix. I've always thought that was the future, or at least I, I was begging the Lord or whoever you pray to, you, the universe, please, like, okay, great. I paid for it in theaters, but let me watch it again. And, and if I want to own the thing, I'll go out and buy it. Immediately. Yeah, please. Yeah. I don't want to wait three months after it's out. Yeah, or if I couldn't make it to the theater i don't, I don't want to be punished right exactly <laughs> exactly yeah no i agree i always loved uh back in the day when you'd go to a hotel and the hotel would have a section that said movies still in theater and you're like yeah oh awesome i want to watch a really good movie on a really crappy hotel screen yeah um and then last but again certainly not least i'm kind of excited about this paramount's released their schedule so snake eyes Whoa. which is uh the gi joe spinoff Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe, uh, is releasing July 23rd of this year. But what caught my eye was Jackass 4 (laughs) releasing October 22nd. (laughs) Yes, please? Yeah, no, obviously, yes, please. I I still watch some of those clips, especially, like, there was this one where Bam gets smacked. Well, all of them get smacked by this. The hand. Yes, I love that. High five. (laughs) I think they're just going to see who breaks first. Now that they're getting uh, older, who actually just like breaks in half. Well, I mean, Bam's not going to be in four, which is sad. Yeah, but, but he, he's he got some shows, things. Well, yeah, and he's he's saying he's doing uh, he's doing CKY five. So, oh my gosh, maybe we'll get some crazy stuff out of CKY five. Oh man, dude, he's going to be in so much pain, dude. and he's going to be. 
He's going to be worse off. He's going to get another concussion. That's not going to help your mental health, bro. I'm concerned. I, yeah, I, I am concerned for him. I'm not excited for CKY5 because of that. Because I, of his health, exactly. He just hasn't been doing good after the death of Ryan Dunn. So. Of course. A very understandable, but unfortunate. Yeah, his best friend. Um, Top Gun I Maverick. Go oh. I would go off the rails if you passed, man. That would oh, yeah, man. Of course, yeah. be destroyed. <laughs> Uh, my, my list of friends goes down to two. <laughs> One of them's your wife. Yeah. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick uh, was supposed to release in like May or June, and now it's releasing in November. Uh, Mission Impossible Very 7 cool. is next year of May, May of next year. Dungeons and Dragons is March 3rd of next uh, of 2023. And then Mission Impossible 8, which is like going to be a continuation of 7, comes out July 7th of 2023. Whoa. So, um, which is schedule. also cool, because I believe, if I've read this right, Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus, which is their uh, streaming service, uh-huh. is going to put all of these up the day they come out to theaters. So, <gasps> just like HBO Max does. So, I, I think so I'm probably going to have to drop six bucks a month for Paramount Plus. Hey, Paramount's awesome. So Yeah, no, no. I, all of the stuff that they have on their streaming service kind of makes me want to do it anyway, but yeah, it's so hard to... Maybe I'll get rid of Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. I, I wonder if you, like, you know, if you have DirecTV, if you got, if it includes Paramount. Probably not, but... Uh, no, I think Paramount Plus is its own thing, but it's only five ninety nine, so it's not... That's like, a great price point. It's still got commercials. You could pay the nine ninety nine for the no commercials and have live CBS television. Um, mm. But this is also like taking the place of CBS Direct or whatever they used to have, where it had all the Star Trek stuff. Now Paramount Plus has all the Star Trek stuff, uh, nice. which I guess if you like uh, Star Trek Discovery and um, Lower Decks and Picard and all those, it's worth it. Um, Absolutely. Well, you know what else is worth it? What? Our next sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Danny, today's sponsor is Britney's Brawling Brutes. The Britney Spears hires out her mob men to get you out of your terrible conservatorships. And for our passengers, you get a low rate of 20% of your assets so that her men can help you. Wow, that sounds super specific, but excellent. Thanks, Britney's Brawling Brutes. Yeah, thanks. Yay! All right, passengers, you know what time it is. It's time for the raw and uncut portion of our show, the elevator pitch in which today Danny will take a ride in our imaginary elevator with a movie executive, and he will have 30 seconds to come up with an idea, a movie pitch, to give said producer. Based on three words given to us by a random ge- word generator. You know, it's, it's really good that after uh, 50 episodes, I think we've done like 50 episodes, um, that we've got to the point where we can say this pretty well, <laughs> like yeah. the opening without us messing it up too bad. <laughs> Although isn't that just insane that I just said 50 episodes? That means we've been doing this right? for 50 weeks and in oh my two more weeks we hit our year mark. That's like a hundred hours minimum of recording. Two more weeks and we hit our year mark? Oh my gosh, how are we gonna celebrate? Oh my gosh, we have to have a giveaway. We gotta give away one of your hats or one of your shirts maybe one of each who knows passengers if you'd be interested in this giveaway let us know come participate in a giveaway that has not been played yet i'm even like i'm trying to look at the list right now of what movie we are actually doing for that and i think the movie that we are doing for that week is mortal kombat the new one so that's exciting mortal kombat 
Didn't, didn't mind that song. Anyway, we're going off rails. Give me my three yes. random words. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you totally got me there. My uh, fault. My fault. I got us off on a on a. <laughs> All right, Danny. Your three words are toothpick, song, and cherry. Okay, so okay. tooth, toothpick, mm-hmm. song, cherry. Yep. Cherry goes well with the cherry. She's a cherry. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I care a lot. Toothpick, song, and cherry. I'm sorry, passengers. Toothpick is a wannabe gang member. His, his name is Toothpick. He named himself that because he likes to have a toothpick in his mouth all the time. Loves, loves to have... Uh, a toothpick in his mouth. Well, toothpick becomes, he gets in this gang, but the gang is like, look, you can only be in this gang if you pop your cherry. Which, so, which cherry is that? Sex. He's, got, he's, he's a virgin. Toothpick is a virgin. Yes. And he's in love with this girl named Lyric and Lyric was named Lyric because of all of the songs that her mom loved before Mm. and so it's a whole tale about him trying to lose his virginity but actually it turns out that he is a really good guy who doesn't need to be in a gang and he falls in love with Lyric and it's kind of the journey he takes to become this new person oh I like it so it went it went kind of gross at first and then it became kind of nice right like yeah yes but you you took the thought about toothpick being a gang <laughs> i was gonna say a pimp in my head or something like that but you took that like right out of my brain i was i'm so excited that you did that mm. uh, i would watch the heck out of that movie i'm not gonna lie a little <laughs> bit of violence yeah no yeah 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 exactly and it'd be like kind of comedic, kind of violent, kind of romantic. Like you could bring your girlfriend to it. She's not going to be pissed off that you took her to a dumb action movie. Yes. Yeah, I'd watch it. I'm in. I'm in. I actually, yeah. I, we need to actually. I wish it was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I want it to be a movie now. Let's, uh, let's see. Let's work on this. I wanna, yeah, like I want this to be a movie. I could, I'll, I'll, write, <laughs> I'll get on that script as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, I love it. That was a great yeah. finish. Oh, it's good. Um, speaking of toothpicks, I just have to say this because I just watched the episode the other day again because I love it so much. You watch Rick and Morty? Yeah. Do you uh, see one of the newer episodes where they've got those things on their face? They're like alien face huggers. Oh, no. And I guess the, I the, haven't seen the new. It's thing. off the, newest, the new season that's on oh. HBO Max. Oh. Summer, yes. Summer's like, they're like, damn it, Summer, why do you have a toothpick in your mouth? Because that's my thing. I'm, I'm a toothpick person now. <laughs> Well, now I'm excited for another season of Rick and Morty, which I didn't know was out. And I have HBO Max, so I'm... Yeah, on. dude, season four on HBO Max, and they're all I used to watch episodes. it every day during breakfast. Every every, every episode is on, uh, is on HBO Max, and it's so worth watching. Uh, again, oh, so it's like we just sponsor get sponsored by HBO Max because we talk about all every episode. Exactly. Uh, this season brought to you by HBO Max. Oh, that would be um, so nice to say and for it to be true. That would be so good. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's all on there and everything. And it's just super fun to watch. Uh, if you, you, do you also have Hulu? Yeah. 
so another show that's done by Justin Roiland, who did who does um, who does Rick and Morty, is uh, oh god, it's a it's a t- it's a cartoon about aliens. Um, oh my gosh, my brain went totally blank on the name Justin Roiland. Uh, it is called Solar Opposites. Oh, it's on Hulu and it's hysterical. It's so freaking funny. Solar Opposites is so freaking funny. You gotta watch <laughs> that. You gotta watch Rick and Morty, and you gotta watch uh, on HBO Max. Close enough. Mm. Close enough is hysterical. Is that the cartoon we were watching? Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Super funny. So anyway, good shows. Um, well, that was our elevator pitch. And uh, as always, we love it. I think next episode, we are doing the original. The original Mortal Kombat from the 1990s. Yes. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Uh, I'm excited because I just got that Steelbook blu-ray yes. of the original and it came with uh annihilation which i remember being terrible uh-huh. i don't think we said we were gonna do annihilation with it i don't remember well, i think you were just like i don't know if i want to watch that yeah but also oh, do you would watch the uh tv series but i i would <laughs> i think i'm gonna watch annihilation as well just because it's been since it yeah. came out that i saw it were yeah. you you might have not been with me. I think it might have been Jonathan. I think it was Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, we went and saw Mortal Kombat Annihilation in the theaters. And the first 10 minutes, we said, screw this. We walked out and went, <laughs> and, watched, went and watched The Devil's Advocate. Oh, nice. That's a, an awesome upgrade That's there. Fantastic movie, too. Uh, um, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, we're going to watch Mortal Kombat 1 for um, that episode. And then we're going to go and watch Mortal Kombat 2021 for our, uh, our anniversary episode. Oh, so cool. After that, we're going to watch Nobody. Oh, Nobody's uh, going to be great. After Ooh. that, we're going to watch great. Percy versus Goliath. That'll be cool, too. And then we got that really... Uh, and people, passengers, I am not the hugest Angelina Jolie fan, <laughs> but this new HBO Max movie, Those Who Wish Me Dead, looks amazing. Yes. We're going to watch that. Oh, it's exciting. Then the next one's my birthday. Yes. I know there's some new stuff coming in May. We just haven't done that. And then I think The Conjuring is after those and Black Widow. And it just keeps on going because there's so many movies coming out. It's exciting. And we are so thrilled to be bringing reviews to you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in and for tuning in in the future. We really yeah, appreciate, we appreciate it. it. We love it. We, we uh, would also love to have any guests who want to come on, come on. You a Mortal Kombat fan? Get in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's go watch some people make ice swords and stab each other. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Elevator. We love you, passengers. And remember, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at popcultureelevator at gmail.com, Instagram at popcultureelevator, Twitter at PCE Podcast, and our Facebook page www.facebook.com/popcultureelevator. Thank you again for listening. We will see you next Wednesday.